At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Slink Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, still to come this hour. Brady Cannon in studio, talking some uh, Charles Schwab with us. His thoughts on the PGA from this uh, from this past week. And Rufus has stopped by. Jason Weingarten standing by, by the way. Rufus Peabody's in studio. How you doing, man? Back Good again. Go. Yeah. You, lo- you loved it so much the first time you came back on in. It's we- true. Well, we actually, th- there's something we wanted to talk about here. We didn't plan this. People should know, right? You just, you had an inspiration from your, from your ticket, your, your Mito Pereira ticket that was at 300 to 1 odds, uh, nickel for the potential of winning $150,000 in case people missed it. And we talked at length. We put up the clip. How many, how many views did we get on that clip, Jeff, in the end, do we think? A no, lot. Views, schmuse. Views, schmuse. A lot. It was over 20,000. Yeah. So it got a lot of traction from uh, people who are interested in Rufus's thought process as to why he did not monetize the ticket. And uh, we sort of went back and forth on that. So a uh, little uh, add to that conversation here coming up. Good to see you. You know Jason, right? Of course. Jason Weingarten from, uh, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California at Spreadopedia, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. Morning, Rufus, Gil. Where did you all meet? Sloan as well? We all met at Sloan. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably Sloan. Sloan. Where, uh, where everybody got COVID two years ago, except for uh, Drew Densick, who managed to three he years didn't. ago. Drew was the only one who didn't get it, I think. I didn't realize that. Yeah. You were patient X, weren't you? I think I was like patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, how you doing, man? I have a question for you, and I'll start with uh, with this when I started with uh, John Legasa earlier, which is, look at those scores in Major League Baseball last night. Uh, we don't have to go through all of them again, but it's a whole bunch of runs uh, all of a sudden being scored. And obviously the, uh, the, the coup de grace at the end was the Giants' unbelievable 13 to 11 come from ahead, come from behind, win over the Mets. Uh, but there was a 13 to 12, pardon me, I keep saying 13 to 11, 13 to 12. But there was an 8 6, 7 5, uh, 16 to 3. You get the idea. They were all littered all over baseball last night. And I'm just curious, we, all, we always say, hey, they could change the ball at any moment. Do you feel like they might have? Change the ball? I don't know. Um, not, not purposely. If, if, if the ball is different, maybe they had a different batch or, you know, you never know if somebody forgot to plug in the humidor the night before. But I, I, I generally don't believe that baseball, after a month or two of the season, decides they have to 
change the entire, you know, change the ball entirely. How many bets you have so far today? Uh, I think three, not, not a ton. What you got? I have Baltimore. <clears throat> Baltimore moved a bunch. Remember I told you, got to bet that last night. Oh yeah. You had Baltimore last night too, right? That didn't. Yeah, oh, that was brutal. unfortunate. I, I feel like I got my money's worth at least. How you like, um, how you like the young Orioles, Rufus? You, I love them. You and I have that in common. We grew up Orioles fans. That generation of Washingtonians, too young for the Senators, too old for the Nationals. So uh, you like the guy, they called up, who was it? Uh, Adley. Adley. Adley is up is up now. And they got a pitcher coming up as well that's big time. You excited about the Orioles? You think they're actually going to get good? You know, I don't want to get my hopes up, but yeah, when Gray, when Gray Rod gets the call up, that's going to be really exciting. Adley Rutschland. It should be any day now. It should be like literally next start. Every, every week I'm like, all right, he's one start away from the majors, but it's coming. It, it should be imminent is there a bet and, to be is there a bet to be made on him jason at all you, you know i bet i bet some rookie of the year on him at like 70 to 1 but he's got julio rodriguez in his way that's that's the problem with everybody in the al right now it's like well you can get a huge number on this guy and it's like well he's got to beat julio rodriguez we'll get back to your picks in a second so we're, we're just sort of straying here stream of consciousness because you and i got into this exchange yesterday about julio which is we were talking about how amazing mookie Betts has been and how Julio, in at least one category, is very comparable. Yeah, hits. I mean, I think he has one less hit than Julio Rodriguez, or sorry, than Mookie Betts. Um, obviously, the power hasn't completely shown up yet. He only has four home runs, twelve stolen bases, though. Leads leads the major leagues, and all of this is after you know striking out twenty times in his first forty at bats. He's still putting up you know top tier numbers. So. Julio Rodriguez is is the real deal as as we uh, as we promised before the season. Would if somebody came to you right now, switching to Mookie, if someone came to you right now and said, I, "I'm thinking about making a Mookie Betts NL MVP bet," hey, how you doing, Ren? Um, would you? Uh, Sorry, <laughs> there you go. You got a, it's got a reaction out of Jason. Uh, would you? Uh, would you recommend a Mookie Betts NL MVP bet? If you have some, you know, off market numbers at some of these legal books and you can still get above a 10 to one, for example, I saw Betfred yesterday was dealing 20 to one when Westgate was at five to one. So, you know, if, if you want to shop around and look for some good numbers, I would absolutely want some more Mookie exposure, but I would not settle for a five to one or a six to one. If that's the only number you have. Ah, Betfred. Have you been by the Betfred spot at Virgin? No, they're still not licensed. I don't think. No, there's like a whole Betfred book in there, and it's just there. And I'm—I don't know if you can even watch games, but they—they they can't take bets. So there you go. We—we we got nothing here. We got nothing here. Okay, so back to your picks. Baltimore. What price did you get the Orioles at? Got like 180 or something. I it was a big number, long gone. What are they at right now? Are you saying? It's like I need to 150. tail. 150, 155. You got a tail. Well, not at 150. No, not at 150. Yeah, right. too low. Too low. What do you got? What's next? Uh, Guardians. Keep keep having to remind myself to call them the Guardians. I think you can get them about 170 right now. And I bet the Angels minus 155, but that line has also moved. That that line's about 170 now. I wouldn't wouldn't lay 170 with the Angels. What do you make of? Let's go back to the AL MVP discussion again because I know, you know people who have listened to you before obviously know your feelings and your your positive feelings about Shohei. Aaron Judge is absolutely destroying the baseball, and his home run lead is is just unbelievable at this point. He is just, like, lapping the field at this point. And he does play for uh, a division-leading team in the Yankees, and he does play for a team that happens to be in New York, and he does happen to play for the Yankees themselves. 
And so I'm wondering if if Shohei, what's your what's your level of worry about Shohei tickets? If Aaron Judge, Jeff brought this up, Parlay brought this up last week, where it's like, okay, all those that confluence of events. But I'm wondering if Shohei just does what he did last year versus a ridiculous season from Judge, doesn't Judge win MVP? Well, their first question, am I worried about it? No, I'm not worried. Um, kind of similar to what Rufus was talking about earlier this week with golf. You know, I made my bet. I'm happy with the number. I can't control the outcome. So there's not what am I going to worry about? You know, that that doesn't change anything. So, no, I'm not worried. But uh, in terms of judge, yeah, absolutely. Judge is definitely turning heads and putting up some amazing numbers. It can't can't lie and say, I don't think about it. I don't look at it and say, Oh, look at what judge is doing. That's, that's definitely a threat, but sort of to put it in context. And I, I talked about this before, but uh, how much better is judge playing right now than Vlad played last season? Would you, would you say he's playing slightly better, you know, exponentially better? You know, what, what do you think? Gil? That's a good point. Certainly not exponentially better. Certainly not. So his, his numbers were, yeah. you know, top, whatever, 1%, he's, he's, he's putting up elite, elite hitting numbers. Um, I, I think he deserves MVP consideration, but you, Shohei Otani was the unanimous MVP last season. His hitting numbers still a little lower than I'd like, but he's, he's become even a better pitcher than he was last season when he was the unanimous MVP and we're debating whether or not he should win the MVP again, when all we have to do is look at the voting and say, well, he was the unanimous MVP last year. Why is he not going to be the unanimous MVP again this year? He's still the only guy who bats lead off hits home runs. And, uh, you know, is going to come close to 200 strikeouts. That's, that's so far head and shoulders above hitting 50 or 60 home runs. I, I don't, I, I still think it's a crazy argument, but I, I understand why people see these numbers and want to have, the discussion. Um, you bring you bring up Vlad. Can we talk about that for a second? Because you you sent this tweet to me yesterday. This is going into yesterday. Vlad had zero. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. For those, and this is just very emblematic of of the Blue Jays' uh, issues so far this year. About a quarter of the way into the season, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Zero extra base hits over his last sixty eight plate appearances, dating back to May fifth. Again, this was going into yesterday. Batting two thirteen. With a 6.10 OPS, by the way, 2.80 slugging. Oh my God! Since the final day of April. Uh, on the other hand, I guess the question is, from a betting standpoint, forget about what he's done. Do you feel there's an opportunity? Like, if someone wanted to bet the Blue Jays season win total over in season, would you recommend that? Because they have been one of the more underperforming teams in all of baseball thus far. Yeah, I mean, still a lot of time left. Like I said, 25% of the season. It's like we're we're just finishing a golf tournament on uh, Thursday afternoon right now, or getting into Friday morning. Still, still a lot of time in that context. Vlad hit a home run yesterday too, so he's, you know, he's he's definitely still got the power, still can hit the ball. the The main issue with Vlad, it seems, is he has a launch angle issue. Um, the the launch angle uh, the degree has gone down. Um. This problem he had early, earlier in his career, it looks like it's coming back this season. So, you know, potentially he's got to work on a, a fix in his swing mechanics. But I saw he drifted out to 20 to 1 for MVP. And it's when you get to like a 20 to 1 number like that, it becomes sort of tempting to want to buy back into him just as, as like a little potential, you know, well, um, you know, maybe I guess I'm going to call it a hedge here. Uh, but I still don't see him 
leaping over Mike Trout and Judge if they're healthy. So um, unfortunate situation for Vlad where he gets second place this year and does not look like he will factor into the, the top tier voting this year. Last thing, Jason, we got 30 seconds. You did give your three picks, right? Yes, you did. 30 seconds. Yeah. You, uh, you, you like what Rufus did with his, uh, with his golf situation? Would you have done it differently? You know, I, I probably would have been sitting there betting, betting a little bit on the live betting just, just to, to lock in, try to lock in some money. But you, you're at that point, and I totally understand where Rufus was coming from. You know, if, if, when you have – you can't hedge in golf. There's, there's no way to hedge. It's just you, you could have bet Justin Thomas or Zalatoris. All you could have done is kind of screw yourself up more. Jason, we appreciate it. Thank you, man. Nice talk to you. Nice to see you, Rufus. Have a good, good day. You, Jason. Rufus on the other side. Numbers Game Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access, they will have access, I should say, to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Montobel, best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McDale breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. It's Gil Alexander, Rufus Peabody, uh, joining me in studio once again, kind enough to hang out at the uh, at the South Point. That's how we call it, I think, officially here. South Point Hotel Casino. Do you have a bet on a French tennis player right now? How, how can you tell? On, on a Punch. French open, on a French open match, you mean? I didn't, the French open's going on. <laughs> yes, I have a bet on Sebastian Baez plus seven games against Sasha Zverev, which essentially at this point it, it has become a sweat. Um, because Baez won the first two sets, six two six four. So I had a huge right. What is that? It, that's a that's a thirteen game advantage going into the final potential three sets. He loses the fr- he loses the third set six one, Ouch. and then he loses the fourth set six two. Um, so now I'm trying to see if he's going to hold serve here on on the opening uh, on the opening serve here. Uh, but if he gets this, um, then he will need he does get this. So he's up one love in the in the fifth and deciding set. So we need 
two games to wait, so what is it now? We need two games to push. Wait, hold on. Let me figure it out. Math is hard, dude. Math is hard. Three. So if okay, How many one, games one more game to push, two more games to win. Okay. So in other words, if he six three, if he good. loses six two, it's a push. If he loses six three, we're winners. That'd if he loses six one, if he gets crushed now in the next six games, we lose. And he crushed the first two sets. Crushed him. But this is what got a lot of endurance, huh? Well, it's not about endurance. Also, it's it's Tsitsipas did this yesterday as well. I always say this about Nadal and Djokovic and uh, Federer when they were the big three, but they're better at tennis than any of us are at anything. I think that's fair. Like the elite players in tennis are 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 so good at what they do to a level we can't even comprehend. So Tsitsipas, yes, you could see it on a dime in the third set. He's like, "Oh, okay, I'll start playing now." Sasha Zverev did the same thing, which is why while I was tempted by the Baez plus four fifty line. I didn't play it because I was like, eh, I know how this goes. I mean, I think the difficult thing in tennis has is, is the fact that, like, you're not getting 100% effort from every player every match. You know, the top players in the early rounds, you know, they're, they're, they're focused on winning the tournament, not yes. on, on, you know, winning every point of this match. It's also the, the one sort of, you know, didn't mean a deep dive into tennis, but it's also the notion of also if you're, if you're up two to one in sets – but you're down a break in the fourth set, you may just decide, for energy's sake, I'm going to chill the rest of this set, basically punt on that set, right? So the data becomes a little dirtier, if you will. Go for the quick points, right. like the Pete Sampras. Yes. The Pete, yeah. The Pete ultimate Sampras, quick point Exactly. Guy. He, yeah. Did you used to handicap tennis at any point? No, but I used to be a tennis fan. Weren't you, I, were you I a played tennis, tennis player? I yeah. did play tennis in high school. That's right. You also, there was another sport. Were you like, I was a you, runner. Were you, you were a runner. runner. Were you modeling sailing at one point? Is that true? Or were you just joking about no, that? No, I actually, I did. I tried to make a, a college ratings, <laughs> basically. This is like 2013, maybe. Yeah, I remember that. Someone came to me like, about I'm gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can model sailing. College. I mean, not for betting. It was just oh. like, it was, it was, my old sailing coach was interested in oh. like having a better, better system of ratings <laughs> than the ICSA ratings. My, my old sailing coach. Not, uh, not one, not a sentence we hear around the synagogue. No. no. I'm like, hey, what, hey, Shmuel, <laughs> Shmuel, what did your old sailing coach have to say? Uh, okay, so we're going to run out of time on this. But we, so you were, we went through the whole thing. For those who missed it again, uh, Rufus had a bet on Mito Pereira, uh, 300 to 1 at, uh, with a nickel, bet a nickel, 300 to 1 to win $150,000. We all know what happened. 71 holes in, Rufus looked like he might get there, and then Shankaroni. Yeah. And so you didn't, you, we talked to, at, at length about, monetizing and why you decided not to, what your approach was to it, and it came down to a negative EV choice on your part. And But, oh, go ahead. but, but, it, but it isn't about negative. I mean, the fact that the hedging would have been negative EV because let, before round four started, mm -hmm. I made the price on Mito Pereira to win plus 141. Um, at Circa, I could have bet the no on Mito Pereira winning at minus 175. Clearly very negative EV. That's, I think, minus 8.2% ROI. But... That's only one part of the hedging decision. You need to consider your bankroll and how much you stand to win relative to your bankroll as well. And the odds of the bet and the odds of, of this player, Mito Pereira, actually winning. And so had I uh, had, had I had a bankroll of five hundred thousand um, dollars, and given what I stood to win, I should have hedged a good amount. And you know, I can say that mathematically speaking. Like, is it better you're not interested in maximizing your expected value? Um, Gil, let's say I offered you um, 10 to 1 odds. Well, actually, let's say I offered you 30 to 1 odds on your 
that losing in tennis. Mm-hmm. Would you take it? Me right now? No, I wouldn't take it. I have no idea what the true probability of your bet is. <laughs> Sorry, I but okay, let's let's say yeah. I offered you five to one on the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA Finals at this current moment. Yeah. I would take it. Right, huge positive EV yeah. bet. How much would you bet? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know offhand. I'd probably bet. I'd would you mortgage your house? No, would you, of course not. But but you're not maximizing your expected value if you're not mortgaging your house on it. You've turned the tables on me, Rufus. What are we doing? No, my, my point right is my point is if you try to maximize your expected profit on each mm-hmm. bet, you're eventually going to go broke because it means you're going to literally go all in on everything with an edge. Right. Okay. So and let's... so there's the distinction between maximizing your expected value and betters always talk about expected value versus maximizing your bankroll growth, and that is that is why bankroll size matters an, on the hedging decision. An excellent, an excellent distinction. And so you, after this, you were inspired by this. You were actually on a date last night, and you said to the young lady, I'm just making this part up, but you're like, I got to go home and write a hedging article is basically what happened. Well, I, I, I wanted to write this hedging article, but, but the bigger thing was we, uh, I was inspired to sort of build this hedging calculator. Which you did before that, yes. I did this two days ago, yesterday. Okay, so tell people you're and an then, unabated. And Matt Snyder, unabated, got this productionized, like, like lickety split, it was incredible. Unabated, which you do with Captain Jack. So for people to have access to the hedging calculator, they must they must sign up for free. Yeah, sign up for free. Sign up for free. That's all. And then they have access to the. They hedging have access calculator. to the hedging calculator. It basically says, given your bankroll size, uh, the pro- like uh, the probability of your original bet winning, how much you stand to win, and what price you can get to hedge out of that bet. Um, it'll tell you what your optimal hedge amount is, and. When I say this is like actually mathematically speaking, going to be your best, like your the optimal amount to hedge to maximize your bankroll growth in the long term. Okay, so, but so my quick reaction to that would be, and I think I said this to you off air too, which is okay, but you're you're assuming that people not you're not assuming, but I'm saying the the average person who's listening to this would be like, wait, but what do I? How would I know what's plus EV and what's not? Right, they would come to you and they'd be like, "I don't have a model like you do to know what the win probability of the bet is." Correct. You can look at futures markets. So if you're, you, you could sort of assume, like, I think Circa offers two-way prices on the NBA Finals. You could see, okay, the Celtics are basically, you know, I think plus 100, minus 120, or something like that, right? You, so you can you can generate an implied probability off of that. You don't okay. have to, you know, you can basically t- you take take the market as your guide. I mean, I think you're you. You've, you need to be taking the market as your guide there. And it's very simple. Like, oh, it's extremely simple. It's extremely simple for people to do. It's fun to play with, too. Like, I was playing with this yesterday when I was writing the article, and I was seeing, like, oh, well, if I change my bankroll, like, what's the point where I would where I, where I would have wanted to hedge my Mito Pereira bet? Okay. And how does that change as a function of what price I could get? And is it, is it flexible enough where someone could say, well, uh, I'm not interested in, in the, the exact – uh, perfect bet here. I just want to get my outlay back, kind of thing. Like, do you do that kind? Of, is that is it flexible in that nature? It'll give you an optimal hedge amount, but you can, I mean, you can do what you want. You with can that. do what you want. With yeah. That. Okay. Um, and then you are very careful to put context at the end of it, which is sort of you, you are you're very open and honest about. Hey, look, I would have done this had I had this bankroll. I would have done something else with my current one. So you are, you are totally. Um, aware that different people have different incentives. Oh, 100%. And, and I think the notion that professionals never hedge is, is a load of bull. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, 
I think it's because because they have larger bankrolls, generally they're less likely to hedge. And that's what you can kind of figure out with the tool when you play with it. All right. That's at unabated.com. It is. And there's a unabated.com slash betting dash calculator slash hedge dash betting dash calculator. All right. We, um, but we, go to unabated.com. You can find it in the calculator drop down menu. And there's an article I wrote about um, on hedging. Um, I think Captain Jack tweeted out about it. It's great because um, because people are always wondering how they should approach such a thing. And hedging has become you know, a, a huge topic, and your, your situation obviously brought us to the fore. We did not plan this. You did not think to do this beforehand, but now you have. Gil, I had to relearn calculus a little bit for oh, this. I, I had to, like, be me. like, how do I take the derivative of a, log, of a logarithm oh, again? Just, just hundreds of people just left. I know. Just when you said logarithm. Thank you, Rufus. Always great to see you, man. Great we're, being in here. We're in free roll territory. One more game, Sebastian Baez. Push it worse at this point. Come on, man. Get it done. Rufus Peabody, everybody, at Rufus Peabody on Twitter. Brady Cannon joins us next to talk Charles Schwab and his thoughts on the PGA on the other side. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits yet another way. That Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Partlay is here as well. Glad you could join us this morning. And Brady Cannon steps in studio. Rufus gives away to Brady. Brady, of course, co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was, which he does with Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans. How you doing, man? You got a lot of golf uh, intelligence on the program this this morning. Oh, yeah, we didn't really intend for it to be that way, but Todd Wright uh, is a golf guy. Oh, Rufus, he was here too, huh? He was here. Rufus is a golf guy. You're a golf guy. This just in, you're a golf guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, Rufus, you know, I, I've been asked this question many times. Rufus, and I don't know if people really understand this. Rufus, of course, uh, you know, Famously an NFL better, dabbles in some college football, but he has always been a fantastic golf better. And I don't know if a lot of people really knew that. Oh, until I, think, I think that's always been his bread and butter. Back in baseball used to be. Yeah, like, but, used to do baseball. But golf has always sort of like, in, in recent memory, has always been his thing. My point is, though, I don't know if people really knew about that until maybe the last four or five years at most. Oh yeah, uh, you that know could the, be. the the, the yeah. general public. Yeah, you and I be. have known Rufus's bet golf, and of course the sports books know and that type of thing. But yeah. and then I get asked, you know, how do you and Rufus compare as far as your your golf betting and how you handicap golf? And I was like, well, you know, Rufus has code and computers and all that other stuff. <laughs> I said I'm still working off an Excel spreadsheet. But the, the truth is, our our methods are are or, or our end result is often very similar. We, we just, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't know a code, you know, unless it popped up on my, on my phone as a text message, you know, for a security code or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he has a very advanced way to do it. Um, mine is much more rudimentary. But like I say, oftentimes we, I mean, he, he just left the studio and, you know, we're on some similar guys this week too. So Well, it's always interesting. I mean, that's, listen, that's the one thing about sports betting which is always fascinating, that there are many, how do, how do we say it? There are many ways to skin the cat. Correct. And 
you know, there's a spectrum, and there's the most mathematical guy on one side, and I'll, I'll say Rufus is that guy. Yes. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's the most smoke and mirrors guy, let's say. Well, or eye test guy at a very high level like James Salinas. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, but there's, and there's a massive spectrum in between, mm-hmm. right, of sports yeah. matters. And no, shot, no side of that should be too arrogant about the other, right? Analytics people, and I'm not talking about Rufus now, but analytics people oftentimes tend to scoff at anyone who doesn't do anything with numbers. Mm-hmm, I happen right. to believe that you should probably have some numbers involved. You're probably not doing it the right way. And the people who don't do any analytics are very quick in their, and I always take this as their laziness, right? They, 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 they sort of overcome laziness. They make themselves feel better about themselves by saying, ah, oh, numbers, that doesn't or show Or maybe heart. lack of knowledge, like how to apply the numbers. Right, whatever it is. I think some alchemy of everything is always the best way, right? I don't sacredly, you know, look at my tennis numbers without also considering is there fatigue involved? Has someone played a lot of matches? Is someone injured? And, right? and a little bit of intuition, right? And sure. There's absolutely some art to it it's, as well. Uh, yeah. It's like our friend Gamblue says, just win, baby. You know, is that was Gamblue was the guy who gave that Yeah. <laughs> I think he uh, got it from uh, Al Davis. A guy. Yeah, wow. that's who. Interesting. Gambalu came up with that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so your your thought before we get to the Charles Schwab or the Carlitos Schwab, as Charles Schwab said he likes to be called. <laughs> uh, the uh, the PGA. Who'd you end up having in that? I had Willie Z. Yo, um, oh, but Willie Z. but you know what? I was not necessarily disappointed. Um, it, it was a little bit of a surprise that he even got there to to the playoff uh, because it looked like it was all Mito. Um, what an incredible watch. I thought the drama was just amazing. I thought the golf course was fantastic. Golf course did turn out to be fantastic. Uh, you know, and I, I had a, a feeling going in that this was going to be great and we were going to get a star that ended up winning, and that didn't look like it was going to happen until the very end, but that's the way it turned out. And, you know, what I love, and we often talk about, you know, what's an ideal combination or what's an ideal winning score for a major? I thought that was pretty ideal, where – Guys had the opportunity to make eagles and birdies, but they also, you know, a, a double bogey was lurking yes. in a moment's notice. I mean, five under ends up winning it, right? Or gets yeah. you to the playoff to, to end up getting the three-hole aggregate after that. But that's that's true. By the way, this just in, Sebastian Baez gets us our win. On oh, the, good for you. Uh, on the good game for you. Line. Um, golf clap. Golf clap. Thank you. Um, the so you, he wasn't the only one you had. Who else did you have that was? So I had game? Willie Z, I had Tommy Fleetwood, and I had Chris Kirk. Uh, they were able to cash top tens for me, as did Zalatoris. I I, I kind of did every. It was very similar to the Masters, where I also had Cameron Smith, Shane Lowry, and Rory McIlroy, who finished second, third, and third. I didn't have the outright winner, but I cashed a lot of top tens and top twenties, and so it made for a good tournament. Um, so it's two majors in a row that I've done pretty well without necessarily nailing the outright winner. Thankfully, we got one home for the long shots crew because Wes did land on JT. Yes. Humans and I had uh, Zalatoris and Wes was on Justin Thomas. Um, but, uh, you know, most of all, it, it was just a tremendous watch. And then, then really the home run that, that was, uh, allowed me to turn a pretty nice profit on the deal is we won our little draft that we have with all the the local sports betting personalities mm-hmm. in town. So that that was nice to get that one home. So I, I was sort of spitballing this earlier in the week with Wes, and I did with Matt and Kelly on primetime as well, which is, you know, you guys talk about, on long shots, you guys talk about caddies. You do. But, like, I don't feel, you know, this was the, this was the perfect example of 
JT had Bones, and Mito Pereira ended up with Scott McGinnis. And I've said this before on the show, so forgive me for repeating it, but it's in the end, that turned out to be massive for both. JT even credited Bones, Mackay, with, with sort of saying he, he calmed me, you know, when I was waiting for the three-hole mm-hmm. aggregate playoff. They had that long, deliberate conversation before 18, right. what he should do. Which club to hit. Which club to hit. Whereas, you know, when Scotty Scheffler got rid of Scott McGinnis, as Todd Wright said, um, he started winning a lot of tournaments. And so Mito ends up with Scott McGinnis, and I'm apologizing to the Scott McGinnis family here, but he, you know, he didn't really deliberate long on certain things. Nick Faldo on the broadcast openly said, uh, you know, on 18, he was like, he didn't go back and look at what could happen if he went past the hole. Um, that was my Nick Faldo. And, and it just... It was an interesting thing from a golf handicapping standpoint. Like, I get it. There's so many factors in betting golf to begin with. But I wonder if it, if it was a notion to anybody betting this tournament out there who were like, well, you know, JT's got bones. That's enough for me to make that bet. Well, uh, West has been on JT a couple of times and has talked about it on long shots that he felt that, you know, th- this matters. Bones McKay only got back into the caddying business for one guy, and that was mm-hmm. Justin Thomas because of how much confidence he had in his game. And so, you know, it, it, I guess it's something to look at going forward. But I thought it was very interesting. Um, there was, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, made a comment about, you know, caddies matter and that type of thing. And Joel Damon, who's a pretty decent PGA Tour player, uh, commented on that tweet and said, the best players have the best caddies. Okay, so mm-hmm. so Mito Pereira, obviously an up and coming player and 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 a very good player. Maybe he doesn't have. Maybe the caddy kind of fits where you rank in the world, you know. And and JT, you know, now into the top ten or or you know had had almost slid out of the top ten in the world rankings. Now back up to wherever he is. But obviously he's got one of the elite caddies in the game, and that's probably pretty <clears throat> true for maybe the top twenty five players in the world. I, I and that was something I kind of just learned. I mean, we've always known there are certain caddies that are really good. But uh, Joel Damon making the point that the best players have the best caddies. Um, what? Who else did you learn a little something about when handicapping moving forward? I know you you have Tiger famously for the Open Championship. We're still a ways pretty away. good caddy for him too, Joe yeah. Lacava. Yeah. Well, we're still we're still obviously we got another major to get through before we get to the Open Championship. But I'm curious his situation where he withdrew after the third round here. Um, are you worried about Tiger long term, or even for the? I guess what I'm saying for the rest of this golf season or do you think that was just a moment in time he'll be fine by the time the next majors come up well you know i'm hoping he'll be fine for the british open um i mean the the u.s open's only 22 days away right uh now uh, again i don't think there's going to be a tremendous amount of elevation change at the country club i don't know if it'll be an extremely difficult course to walk and that type of thing um the, the most difficult course he's had to walk so far is Augusta. That that was downsized a little bit with Southern Hills, not as, not quite as much elevation and, and what have you in, in Tulsa there. And, and maybe it'll be a little less even in Brookline. But, uh, and then you go to St. Andrews, which is the ultimate flat surface. And, and that's one of the reasons I bet on him, because I think he'll be able to easily walk that property. But are we worried about uh, Tiger long-term? Yeah. I mean, it's not only the accident that he had a year and a half ago. Think about how many surgeries he's had yeah. over the last 10 years. Yeah. So that, that body's getting fragile. And it also speaks to how amazing he is. U.S. Open, of course, 22 days away before the Open Championship, as I was pointing out. 
Brady does not have a play on Tiger in the U.S. Open. He has one in the Open Championship. The British Open, as we used to refer to it. Charles Schwab Challenge this week on tour. And big names, JT, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Morikawa, Willie Z, Hovland. The list goes on and on. We'll find out what Brady's plays are next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gil Alexander, Brady Cannon in studio. Parlay, you said there's a... We, we failed to mention... There is a third Triple G Canelo fight coming. Yeah, I can't wait to see how Canelo manages to have the uh, scorecard rigged for him again. Don't remind me. These, these were the fights that made me vow never to bet the sport of boxing again. And I will not bet this one. Do you know what the number is? Uh, I, I, well, I just looked it up. Go ahead, Brady. What is it? Westgate has Canelo at minus 500. Take back on Triple G plus 400. Canelo can't lose two fights in a row, right? Right. Well, there you go. That's boxing. That's how you handicap that one. (laughs) Very good. Very good. By the way, Triple G, for those that don't know, his real name is Gennady Golovkin. We just call him Triple G. We never say his name I love watching that guy fight. But he's 40. That's why the number's that way it is. He's 40. So, I mean, yeah, sure, he should be that big of a dog. I'm not betting. I refuse. Just Just the thought that they made a third fight annoys me. Because people are going to bet it, and it's, oh, yeah, never mind. All right, we do have the Charles Schwab Challenge this week. Justin Thomas coming off his PGA win, his second major title, won the PGA back in 2017. He's 11-1 at BetMGM. Jordan Spieth, Jordan disappoint you this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he would do better than he did, but hey, that golf course was awful tough. I was all in on Scotty Scheffler. He didn't even make the cut. Right, you oh. know, and I mentioned Gamblu again. Gamblu bet Scotty Scheffler to miss the cut. Oh, good on Gamblu. Yeah, nice call. Got him at plus 450. 
And I thought that price was a little short. I told him I thought it would be at least five to one. Mm-hmm. But hey, again, just win, baby. Good on you, Gambaloo. By the way, just make the whole Gambaloo hour. It, 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 it's a Gambaloo segment. Yeah. Um, Spieth and Scheffler, I mentioned them together because they're both 12 to one. Colin Morikawa, 18 to one. And then Willie Z leads the 20 to one and longer shot parade. This is a great field. Pretty solid. Yeah. Best uh, field we've seen at Colonial Country Club since the COVID year. Remember that? Remember when golf came back at Colonial? Uh-huh. Daniel Berger and Morikawa in sure. a playoff? That was a heck of a field. That was the one. Because everybody that, wanted to get back in the game. Who was the one that improbably missed that putt in that tournament? Don't remind me. Xander Shoffley. Oh, I was on him. Geez. I was on him and Morikawa. And Berger <laughs> ends we, up winning. Isn't that amazing? We were so starved for sports that I actually remember that. It was a great tournament. Yeah. Wow. All right. What'd you end up out right here? Uh, I went back to Willie Z. What were you looking for first on this course? Well, what's interesting, uh, Gil, is we've got the same course designer here, Perry Maxwell, who designed Southern Hills, also designed Colonial Country Club. And when I was handicapping the PGA Championship, I used a lot of colonial history as a part of my handicap. You know, I, I like to look at correlated courses, and I felt Colonial was certainly one of them. Jordan Spieth even said about Southern Hills, he goes, this is Colonial on steroids. And so now we go to kind of the the younger brother or the, the, the shrunken version of Southern Hills, which is certainly a 7,500-yard beast. We're at a par 70 once again, but now we're, you know, 71 to 7,200 yards, so a much smaller track, narrower fairways, but things are very similar in the design and what have you. So I looked at a lot of the same skill sets. Measurements were a little bit different as far as, you know, proximity. Uh, I think for the PGA, I was kind of looking at, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of shots that were from 200 yards or longer. I've, de- I've backed that up a little bit here this week. I'm looking at more like 125 to 175. Uh, driving accuracy is more of a premium. But in, in general, a lot of the skill sets are the same. And I came up with Chris Kirk again. Mm. You know, he, he kind of popped on a lot of the, the statistics I was looking at for the PGA. I saw him at 350 to 1. I said, geez, I'll take a little piece of that. And did cash him for a top 20 finish, uh, ended up finishing fifth. Um, he's won here at Colonial before. And he's and the correlated courses this week, last week we were looking at big boy tracks like Augusta National and Shinnecock. And, and the correlated courses have shrunk in size too. This week I'm looking at YLA Country Club uh, where they play the Sony Open. Colonial, I mentioned. Uh, looking at Harbor Town where they play uh, the RBC Heritage and, and Sea Island. Uh, so, you know, similar uh, in style, but again, smaller in size. So Chris Kirk was a guy I came up with, grabbed him at 50 to 1. Uh, Kevin Na, another former winner here at Colonial and also at YLA, uh, had a nice finish uh, at uh, the PGA last week. Uh, Willie Z, I mentioned. You know, I think a lot of people are going to say, gosh, can he possibly rebound after that, you know, tough loss in the playoff last week? Mito Pereira, can he rebound? No, I, I, I'm not going there. That guy, I imagine, has some scar tissue, you know, lingering after that, that collapse. Would, that would be a pretty quick bounce back. Correct. Yeah. Zalatoris, on the other hand, I think the guy's kind of hot right now and and was not devastated by that loss. If you saw his post-game interview, he's like, no, I'm going to get one of these. I'm fine. I, you know, And he and, will. And he will. Yeah. Boy, I mean, if you look at... His last five starts, on four of them, he's finished fifth, fourth, sixth, and second. 
guy's playing pretty well right now. Pretty, pretty good. So I think uh, I think he moves right on and and probably does pretty well here again this week. I got him at twenty five to one. Uh, I took Billy Horschel at fifty to one last week was probably too big of a track for Billy Ho, uh, but now again when we we downsize it a little bit with Colonial, I think he makes some sense. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, I went with at sixty to one. He was third at Colonial last year. Two third place finishes at Sea Island, a tenth at the Sony, 22, uh, 22nd in the field on approach, and ninth in greens and regulation. He's been playing really well. Lately. You ever you ever bet Seabass, Sebastian Munoz? You ever bet him first round leader? It's such a popular bet in the such golf gambling popular. space, yeah. right? And of course, it hit for a number of people two weeks ago at the Byron it Nelson. Did. Yeah. And that's another reason I'm on him this week. We go back to the state of Texas. It's another reason I think Zalatoris will not necessarily suffer a hangover because he's back in his home state where he resides. And I think there will be a level of comfort there, but, but Munoz. Yeah. I mean, you know, he just had success, uh, not far from Fort Worth, Texas, a couple weeks ago, he's been playing very well. And yeah, I got him at 60 to one. I certainly think he makes some sense. And then Tom Hoagie, uh, that was the last outright winner I cashed at Pebble beach and, uh, got him at 66 to one at Pebble, the same number I've got him at here for colonial. So I'm hoping history repeats itself there. Uh, but he's been playing very well, took ninth at the PGA championship. Very good. Uh, as far as strokes gained approach proximity to the hole and also a very accurate driver of the golf ball. And then my one long bomb last week, I mentioned that, uh, Chris Kirk showed up in a lot of my numbers mm-hmm. and I took him at a huge price at 350 to one this week's long bomb that, that appeared in a lot of numbers is Nate Lashley. Mm. And I took him at 175 to one. And I even saw him drift to 200 to one at circa. He was 32nd at colonial last year. Nothing crazy, but 17th, two weeks ago at the Nelson 11th at Vidanta in Mexico, 18th at Valero last month, 21st in the field on approach 25th on the par fours, par fours from 350 to 400 yards, 14th in greens and regulation and very accurate off the tee. So I thought he was worth a, uh, a stab as well. All right. And he head to heads. Yeah, I've actually got four head-to-heads this week. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood at plus 115 over Webb Simpson. I've seen that number come down. Uh, a lot of people betting Tommy Fleetwood there. I, I figure that matchup is, is a pick at worst, and I got plus 115. Chris Kirk over Brian Harmon at minus 110. Rufus and I were just talking about this one. He, along with a lot of other people like Brian Harmon, and I think an equal number of people like Chris Kirk. I just saw a slight edge for Kirk here in this matchup, uh, so I took that one. Uh, Kevin Nod at a bigger price, minus 140 over Patrick Reed. And then I thought this price was way out of whack as well. Will Zalatoris, plus 135 against Victor Hovland. Hmm. Quite a number. And, I, and I've and i seen Zalatoris be bet down a little bit. I think I saw him at last look at about plus 120, which I still don't think is too bad. Victor Hovland hasn't been playing well for a couple of months. And as we noted, Will Z is about as hot as you can get right now. And not a negligible dog either at plus 135. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. And uh, all your outrights will be in derivatives as well, top 10s, top 20s, yes, pretty much? Yes, yes. I, I did them all top 20 this week. No top 10s. I, I played them all outright and top 20. All right. Bryson DeChambeau withdrew from this tournament. Huh. Replaces him. Always like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were just saying, huh. And no, then, yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, his replacement. Very good. Yes. Uh, all right. Brady, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for being here with all your uh, your golf plays. And uh 
Good luck with the uh, the future majors, but we'll talk to you each and every week. Yeah, I do not up. have any plays for the U.S. Open yet. I'm going to probably okay. start diving into that golf course as soon as today or tomorrow. Okay. One more tennis play for the day again, in case you missed it. Uh, we're on Richard Gasquet. Richard Gasquet, who is a uh, $2 dog going up against Sebastian Corda. That has yet to begin. Should start in about 15 minutes, but you know how it goes with tennis. 15 minutes, just sort of an estimate at this point. Richard Gasquet, French for Richard Gasquet. Enjoy from Visa the Sports Betting Network. The Lombardi line is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.